If you have your Bibles with you, turn to the book of Luke, if you would. We'll be in the seventh chapter of the book of Luke. Uh, and that's where the Lord had me this morning, uh, uh, along with some other places. But uh, here's where I settled. And, and as, I, as I laid in bed this morning, I had one thought on my mind for myself and, and, and all God's people. And it's simply this. Do we feel unworthy? Now, Chris, that's the title of my message tonight, Feeling Unworthy, if you will. Uh, uh, as the last few weeks or months has passed, we, uh, we, we, we preached on being worthy of, of God and the kingdom of heaven and, and of his calling and everything. But tonight I want to go somewhere else if I can. And I want to look at those who feel unworthy. You know, we have so as many of them that feels unworthy in our churches today that feels worthy of the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Uh, uh, there is so many in our, in our churches today uh, uh, that are just struggling with life itself. Uh, they have a hard time uh, coming to terms with, with all that's going on in the world today. Uh, they, they've got in way over their head in debt, and they just, they just don't know what to do there, or, 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 or their children's giving them trouble. Uh, we would be amazed of, of how our children are disrespecting their parents these days and, and how it drives them crazy. Uh, for those of you who don't have children here today, uh, we really don't know what it's like. Uh, well, we've already been down that path, Brother Tony, so we know what we're talking about. And anybody else that's in here uh, knows how it is, uh, how disrespectful children are. Uh, but they're, they're making their parents lives so miserable that, that they don't even feel worthy uh, of, of even living, let alone uh, uh, being worthy of, of our Heavenly Father. It's hard on them, and it's dragging them down in their everyday walk of life, and, and, and they don't know what to do. So, so what is it that they do, Brother Ray? Uh, they give up. Uh, that's about the easiest thing they can do. Uh, they'll just set aside and let their children do what they want to do uh, and just let them alone and let them be, and they figure uh, if you just don't stir it up, uh, it won't smell, Sue. Uh, but let me tell you something. Uh, all it takes is somebody to walk in it, uh, and it's going to start stinking again. Amen. Uh, so you need to take care of the problem at hand uh, before it becomes comes a problem because once it gets to the point to where it's got you feeling unworthy not only for the kingdom of heaven but for your family it's got you drugged down to the bottom and you can't go no further and we don't need to get that way and that's why the Lord put that on my heart this morning because there's so many that feels unworthy to call on the name of Jesus do you hear me unworthy to call upon the name of Jesus. We don't need to get in that state church. We as a church ought to be an example for those who are out in the world, in this lost and dying world, if you will, that's struggling with, with what I just got through talking about or, 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 or something going on with your job or just whatever this world is beating you down about uh, that should never make you feel unworthy of Jesus. So if you will, stand in reading of reference of God's Word, we're going to begin reading in the first verse and, and, and read through probably the tenth verse. And we're going to be in the seventh chapter of the book of Luke. And it reads as follows. It says, Now when he had ended all his sayings in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. 
And a certain centurion's servant who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. And when he had heard of Jesus, he sent to them the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jerusalem, they besought him instantly, saying that he was worthy for whom he should do this. For he loveth our nation, and he hath built us a synagogue. Then Jesus went to them, and when he was now not far from his house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying unto him, Lord, trouble not thyself, for I am not worthy that thou shouldest enter under my roof. Wherefore neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee, but say in a word, and my servant shall be healed. For I also am a man set under authority, having under me soldiers. And I say unto one, Go, and he goeth. And I say to another, Come, and he cometh. And to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. And when Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him. And he turned him about and said unto the people that followed him, I say unto you, I have not found so great a faith, no, not in Israel. And they that were sent, returning to his house, found his servant hold that had been sick. Lord, we're worthy of you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. This chapter touches base on a Roman commander, if you would, a man that was over uh, many men in, 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 his, in his regiment. Uh, uh, he was looked high upon uh, as far as being a soldier and what he could do. Uh, and, 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 and one thing that, that, that he was troubled about, he had, a, he had a servant that was about to die. Now, you can understand, most Roman, especially soldiers, had no feelings toward their servants because most of them were Jews. And, you know, them two just didn't see eye to eye on things. But this, this commander, this centurion, wasn't like that. Uh, he had a love for the Jewish people, had a love for, uh, for what they stood for and what they, what they believed in and what they worshipped in, Brother Tony. Uh, it says that somewhere down here in the fifth or sixth verse that, that he loved their nation, that what they stood for, and he loved them so much that he built them a synagogue. In other words, built them a church that they could worship in. So that alone should show how much this man, uh, under authority, loved these people. But he had a problem. He also had an image. And he also had to uh, stay in hiding, if you would, uh, not to reveal himself to, uh, especially some to this man named Jesus. See, Nicodemus came to him at night, uh, and he did that for a very reason. He did it because he didn't, he didn't want people to see him, because uh, because who this Jesus was and what he stood for. So, uh, uh, in this reading of, of the scripture, you will find that he sent some of the elders of the church to find Jesus. The elders being could have been just as easy as, as, as Ray and Tony and, and Gene and, and sent them to find this man named Jesus and say, listen, uh, uh, Jesus, uh, I come uh, in the name of the, of the person that has a servant that's, that's deathly sick and they're going to die if there's something if you can't do something for them. And so the man sent his elders to the church 
to go get him. So Jesus, being compassionate for this, went to this man's house. And as he got close to it, he sent some more out to greet him and stop him and say, you know, he's not worthy for him to come into his house. He felt unworthy, Brother, Brother Ray, uh, because he felt like that, that he wasn't worthy enough for, for this man named Jesus to come into his house. Uh, you know, and, and as I preached on this just a little bit earlier, that's what our churches have got to today. Uh, that's what our country has come to today. Uh, we don't feel worthy no more uh, uh, to, to serve the one that, that we love and the one that saved us uh, with the marvelous grace of God, uh, those who drug us out of the miry pits of hell. Uh, we don't feel worthy to serve him no more. And why is that? Why have we come to the point of our lives that we don't feel like doing that no more or we feel like we're not uh, worthy to do that? Uh, this centurion uh, commander, if you would, uh, he, he was highly regarded uh, among the sect that he was part of. Uh, but when it come to Christ, uh, he felt like he wasn't worthy to, that, to even probably darken the doors or, or even the latches shoes, as, as John the Baptist has said. Uh, you know, John the Baptist says he wasn't worthy to latch his shoes. Uh, well, you got to understand, uh, this centurion felt probably a whole lot lower than that. Or he would have went himself, Brother Tony. But he didn't. Christ had so much compassion for this man, knowing his heart and knowing because of who he was and what he was, Christ seen an opportunity to show people just who he really was. So he went to this man's house, and as he got close to it, uh, like I said, he sent, he sent some more people out, and, and, and they wanted to tell him, so then Jesus went to him and said to and when he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying to him, Lord, trouble not thyself. In other words, don't come no, don't come no further, for I am not worthy that thou shouldest enter under my roof. See, Christ didn't think that. That man did, but Christ didn't. And Christ knew that. But because of this was the man's wishes, he abided by his wishes. Now, Christ could have went right on in, and I'm sure the man probably wouldn't have said anything to him. Wouldn't have stopped him, Brother Tony, because he had requested him to come to his house to heal his servant. So you know he wouldn't have stopped him if he would have went on in and laid hands on his servant because most likely that's probably what they thought he had to do. But some of them knew because of their faith had got him to this place in their life, know that all he would have had to do was just speak it, and it could happen. They knew that. Their faith was that strong, Brother Gene. Uh, let me ask you, where is our faith today? Have we got to where we, we don't feel worthy to serve Christ anymore, that our faith has got so weak that it's went by the wayside? I dare to say yes. The, the, the place that we're in in this world, uh, we have come to that. Uh, we are losing a battle. Uh, believe it or not, we're, we're, we are falling shorter and shorter each and every day uh, in serving our Heavenly Father. And Christ knows that. Do we feel unworthy? Uh, what, why is that? Do we feel like that, that if, we just, if we just hide, he'll go away? He won't do it. He'll still be there tomorrow. We should not get ourselves to the point of our life that, that this centurion soldier got to in his and felt that he was unworthy to, 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 to approach the feet of Jesus. 
We don't need to get that way. We've, he has saved us, people, by his marvelous grace. He don't want us to feel this way. He wants us to be a happy people. He wants us to feel like that, that what he did for us constitutes and justifies our lives and what we serve and what we stand for. That's what he wants from us. He wants us to see a, a happy people, but he also wants us to, to feel worthy and worship him in all that we do. He wants that. He loves us so much that he, he, he requires that, if nothing else. But we have got like, like that centurion. We don't feel worthy. And I don't know why that is. Now, grant you, uh, I'm a little bit late at getting in this game, Tony. You know that well as anybody. Uh, I, I don't have probably about 16 or 17 years vested uh, in the church as a wholeheartedly person that, that worships the Lord with all his heart and loves the Lord and has rededicated his life. So I'm young on my journey, but, but even in this journey, uh, I don't see how people can turn their backs on Christ because they don't feel worthy to serve him. Look around in our church, uh, the families that's left the church uh, since this coronavirus thing has started up, or, or all the people that's left the churches uh, since this coronavirus has started up. Uh, why have they done that? Uh, why have they stopped going? Do they feel like they ain't worthy no more? Do they think they don't need to go no more, Sister Sue? They think they've got enough church. That's all it takes. Well, I've got enough church. I went to church for three or four years. That are enough to get anybody into heaven. Well, guess what? If he saved you, you're going to heaven. You don't have to go to church to go to heaven. But I've told you this, and I'll tell you this again. The church needs you. He needs you not to fill these pews, but the church needs you to exist in the lost and dying world today because without you coming into our churches we are going to die as the obstetrician of a church that will never be able to stand again our foundation will fail our foundation will fail and they don't want to be on it back Christ built these churches on a solid foundation when they erected this church, Brother, uh, Brother Gene, I know because I've been under his church, uh, it's built on rock. Matter of fact, because I've seen it sitting on rock. Uh, I've looked under and thinking, you thinking, i got to get out of here because you know, you're, you're playing with your own lives when you crawl up under his church uh, because uh, it sits on piles of rocks uh, throughout this whole area where, where his timbers is set on. That's how Mom and Dad's house was built. Uh, it was sitting just on rocks. No foundation that was dug in under it. Uh, uh, Brother Dan, uh, not like you see him today, uh, it just had rocks put on the corner and every once in a while there'd be another pile of rocks uh, sitting on something. And then you go on down a little bit further, there'd be another pile of rocks sitting up on something. But you know something? It still stands today. Why is that? Because it was built on a solid foundation. Because them rocks were sitting on something solid that, that had meaning to it. And that's just like our faith today. If you build that foundation on a solid rock and if it's built so that it'll stand no matter whatever this world throws at it, there'd be no way it can knock you off of that foundation unless you allow it I talked about earlier how the world is getting drugged down by worldly things if you don't believe me uh, turn your TV on he'll tell you all about it uh, look at the problems that goes on in the world today turn on your uh, uh, TV to any channel uh, uh, that of uh, the filth and stuff that's on these TVs today 
that our poor children are, are sitting there just innocently probably doing their homework and next thing you know, a, a commercial comes up and there ain't nothing but pure trash that's sold across our... And you can't get to the TV fast enough to cut it off knowing that you was on Thought a Safe channel. You just got through watching Andy. Things looking pretty good. Why is this on that channel? But it's there today because trash sales. And if trash sales, that's what they're throwing out there for you to look at. So that's where our world has got to today. Amen. Amen. They don't care whether they feel worthy or not. And see, that's where we're missing out. They don't care whether they're worthy or not. Because it don't mean anything to them, Margie. So what? Don't feel worthy of, of Christ? I don't serve him. Why should I feel worthy of him? Every knee shall bow. And every tongue, Kathy, will confess one day. In the name of Jesus. You hear me, Gene? <laughs> every knee is going to bow. So you better be able to get the old arthritis out of you because one day you better, you're going to hit it wide open. And when he puts you on your knees, you're going to confess with your mouth that one day Christ is who he said he was. And because you did not feel worthy of him and because you did not was saved by the marvelous grace of God and because you felt like you didn't have to do this in your life, you're spending eternity in hell. And that's where you're going to spend so when you hit them knees, you better get ready because here comes the rough times because eternity is going to be yours, but it's not going to be in heaven just because they felt like they was unworthy of serving Christ. Felt like they didn't need to. Let me tell you something. That centurion that called upon the name of Jesus, he didn't have to send them elders to see him. Didn't have to do that, Gene. When it was on his heart, Christ knew about it. Without a doubt in my mind, when, when, when he had that on his heart and, and he had made attempts to, to send his elders out, and you got to understand these were Jewish elders uh, that was part of the Jewish church, amen, and, and his servant was a Jew, so, and that's why he sent them out. But knowing how he loved the Jewish nation and how he loved their people, but also he had to play sort of like both sides of the fence, because if he exposed himself too much, uh, he would get reprimanded for it and most likely jailed uh, for serving the Jewish people like he did. But when he was, when, when, when God put upon his heart to go find elders, Christ knew then what he wanted, knew what he needed. He didn't have to go send them to him and lead him to his house. He knew where to go. And he knew what he was going to do when he got there. Because of his faith, because of his faith, his servant was healed. Not because Danny sent them elders to him. Not because he sent others out to stop him before he entered his house. Not because of them. They had nothing to do with this. They're only part of this scripture. you got to read between the lines when you receive this right here. All I can see is Jesus and his centurion and his faith and what he had on his heart. And he was pleading, Lord, please help my servant. He's young and don't deserve to die. Because of his faith. Where are you at tonight with your faith? Do you have that faith? I pray we do. I, I, I look around and I'm pretty sure we all do. 
Uh, we're going to call upon the name of the Lord whenever anything goes wrong in our lives. Uh, uh, that's probably the first thing we're going to do. Uh, and if nothing goes wrong in our life, praise be unto Jesus, we're going to call upon his name anyway. Uh, we're going to go one better than that. Amen. Uh, if things are going real good in our lives, uh, we're going to call upon the name of the Lord uh, because that's what we should do. Uh, that is the one thing uh, in our lives as those who follow Christ uh, that we're rewarded with uh, each and every time uh, that we receive the blessing uh, or a child that's been born into the church or one that's on the way that's going to get born. Listen, this is all for reason. God's got a plan. One day this is all going to come to an end. The scripture says so. So get ready for it. And if you're not ready or you know somebody that ain't ready, you need to get them ready because if they don't get ready they're not never going to be ready because when it's all over, it's over. So I pray that God's people could get bold in what they do and bold about Christ and can go out in a lost and dying world and tell people about Jesus because that's what he'd have us to do and if we don't do that we are letting him down and then we don't feel worthy of serving Christ we all have issues in our families and, and I can look around and I can sit right back there with you people and we all have issues with our families. Amen. There, there's not a one of us here tonight that don't have an issue knowing that, Lord, I wish you'd please help us or help my son or help my daughter or help my husband, or help my wife. Just intervene. I, well, I need your help. Uh, and, and you're the only person I know to, to call upon. Well, let me tell you something, church. Don't stop calling. Because if it's busy, keep on a-dialing. Because one day you're going to get an answer. And when you do, it's going to be like this old boy. When he come to know Christ, yeah, he humbled me in a way that he knew he would get me in his church. But if you'll keep calling, he's going to answer. And praise be to Jesus, he's going to answer your prayer. All you got to do is keep calling. Don't cost us nothing these days. That old cell phones today don't cost us nothing. We can call Tim Buck too, wherever that is, and it don't cost you a nickel. That's all you got to do is dial it and go. Beats I've ever seen. Nobody roams no more. There's no more roaming. But don't stop calling because God's going to answer your phone call if you'll just continue to call upon his name because God loves his people. And God knows our hearts. And God knows where we're at in our walk with him. And he knows we're struggling. It's not news to him. I can stand up here and preach it to you people. And it might make news to some of you. But to him it don't mean nothing. He knows all about it. And that's a good thing. That he would stir me at 4.30 in the morning. And wanted to preach it to his people. To knowing that, listen, don't ever feel unworthy of Jesus. That ain't, that ain't why he went to the cross for us. He went to the cross so we could feel worthy. And because we, we should never put ourselves below anybody or anything on this earth because he paid that price for us. And if he paid that price for us, we should always feel worthy of his calling, of his kingdom, and I'm worthy of him because... Your faith will make you free. Yes, will make you free. That's the message. Now, let's stand if you would. Uh, that's what the Lord put on my heart today. I, I pray that you enjoyed the message. Uh, I, I'll be honest with you. I was just tickled to death when he stirred me this morning, uh, knowing that we in this church 
do feel worthy of our Heavenly Father. And He knows that. He knows that. So don't give up. Some has given up, at least for now. They're going to come back to the flock. I'm sure that one day they're coming back to the flock. Uh, we all sort of wander off, and it, sometimes it takes us a little bit longer than it does others. You keep calling that number. You're going to get an answer. You're going to get an answer.